بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters we were talking yesterday about the issue of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered and the way we approach the ahkam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we continue with that today there are two very important things to understand from the sharia point of view in terms of how we approach the ahkam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the ahkam and the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The first very important thing to remember and understand is that every single command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is implementable. Right? There is no command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that cannot be done. And this is true until the end of time. So there will never be a time where a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be impossible to do. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made salah fard. There will never be a time when a Muslim will not be able to pray. Right? Not, not possible. This is, Allah made something which is possible to do. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made fasting in Ramadan fard. There will never be a time when a Muslim will not be able to fast in Ramadan. I'm not talking about a special case in a, in a place where Muslims are under oppression and there is, you know, a, some police force which is forcing them to eat something. That's a different issue. Generally speaking, generally speaking, there will never be a time when any command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is impossible to obey. And the reason for that is because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were to give a command which was impossible to obey and then he would hold the person accountable for not obeying, then this is injustice. You're telling me to do something, I can't do it, and you tell me why didn't you do it? I mean, you know, if I tell you fly, so your command, fly. You're not a bird, how are you going to fly? You know, I'm going to punish you because you didn't fly. I mean, that makes no sense, right? So Allah has never done that. There's no command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which cannot be done. Number one. Number two, or rather part of number one. Therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not simply give a command, but he gave the command and he sent his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to implement this command and to demonstrate that it is doable. So there is no hukam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not obey. Right? No, nothing at all. Every, every command of Allah... Rasulullah he did it to a level of excellence and he demonstrated that so that this is proof and dalil until the end of time. How should we pray? How should we pray? He said, pray as you have seen me pray. How should we fast? Pray as we saw him fast. How should we do hajj? Qudu anna. He said, take from me the manasik of hajj. How to do hajj? Learn from me. So everything. How to do the command of Allah? How do we know? Because of how Rasulullah did those things. 
So that is one point, part one, part two. Now, point number two is anything which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us with the fundamental thing, but anything of that nature, the command applies to that also. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that alcohol is haram. Al-khamar, wal-maisir, wal-ansab, wal-azlam, ritsum, inamali, shaitani, fashtarim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that al-khamar, which is haram. Now somebody says, no, no, this khamar means whatever was available at that time. They used to make wine out of dates. So wine out of dates is haram. But I want to drink whiskey. Well, whiskey has nothing to do with dates. Right? Whiskey is made with wheat. It's made with, with, with hops. So, or I want to drink beer. Beer is made of hops. Well, nothing to do with dates. No. Any intoxicant, whatever was there at the time and whatever may come to be until the end of time. So whether it is alcohol, whether it is drugs, whether it is... And it doesn't matter. I mean, any country or whatever can legalize a drug and say this drug is recreational use of marijuana is halal. No, it is not halal. You are permitting something which is haram. It is not halal. Right? So, whatever Allah prohibited, that thing in any form until the end of time remains prohibited. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited al-maisir. He prohibited gambling. Now you might say, well, you know, in those days, the kind of gambling, they didn't have blackjack, they didn't have roulette tables, right? They didn't have an MGM, they didn't have, uh, what is that place in Arizona? Vegas, yeah, they didn't have Vegas, right? All the Ulema know all the names, right? <laughs> doesn't matter, doesn't matter. All gambling. Whether it is cards, whether it is racehorses, whether it is racing dogs, whether it is uh, cricket or whether it is football, whether it is soccer, you know, there's big time gambling on these things, right? Soccer, football, whatnot, big, 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 billions of dollars worth of gambling. Everything is haram in Islam. Anything which may be invented is haram in Islam. Because Allah prohibited gambling. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited interest-based transactions. Right? Now, some people say that riba is prohibited, but specifically what is riba was not defined. <coughs> now, that statement by its nature is false. Because what did I start with? I said that if Allah ordered something, He made it possible he, and Rasulullah showed us how to do it. So like somebody saying, Salah is, I agree, Salah is, uh, is, is fard, I should do it. But I don't know how to do Salah. Nobody showed me. Rasulullah SAW never showed, never showed us how to do Salah. Is it possible? Is it true? It's not true. So interest, any interest forms is prohibited and Rasulullah SAW defined what it is. If somebody says this hadith is not there, that's, they, don't know the, they don't know the truth. Hadith is there. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he enumerated six things. Six items which were used as currency. Gold and silver and dates 
and barley and wheat and one more thing. I think raisins. These were used as currency. They, didn't, they, they were not buying dates to eat the dates. They were buying and selling dates to buy something else with it. Right? In a barter system, they would give a certain measure of dates, for example, to buy a camel. <coughs> and so forth. Right? Rasulullah enumerated these and he said, getting that same thing for extra on the same thing, which is gold for gold, silver for silver, I give you 10 grams of gold and I want 11 grams, this is riba. I give you a certain quality of dates and I want from you a better quality of dates. I, amount I gave you the same thing, I gave you same 5 kilograms. But I want a better quality, which means the price of that is more, this is riba. Now what, what bigger definition do you want? This is a clear definition. What is riba? This is interest. Interest is what? You are getting something more for the same thing. Money for money. It doesn't mean, like I work for you, you pay me salary, that's, that's not riba. This, this is good. But money for money, and in money, these, gray, these, these food items were included because that was the currency of the time. So now going forward, somebody says, no, I, I am not dealing in, uh, in, in dates and so I am dealing in US dollars. Same thing. No difference. I am dealing now, thousand years from now, I am dealing in cryptocurrency. Same rule. Same rule. Because the ahkam, the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are perfect. And they are perfect until the end of time. And they are implementable. They, we are able to implement them and Rasulullah showed us how to do that. Please understand very clearly, this is a very, very serious matter. If anyone denies this, then this person is accusing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Rasul alayhi salam of being unjust and of not doing his job of showing us what to do. That is how serious it is. So if somebody says the Riba is, uh, is prohibited, but uh, Rasulullah never defined riba. What are you really saying? You are saying that he did not do his job. He did not complete his job. Right? What do we know about his job? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about the deen, what did Allah say? Did he leave anything missing? No. Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'amati wa raditu lakum al-islam Completed. Completed. Means what? Means some pieces is not, I don't know, nobody told, no, 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 excuse me. You may not know, that's a different thing. Everybody does not know everything. But don't say it is not there. A big difference. Big difference. I don't know, alhamdulillah, this is good. We should acknowledge, I don't know, I'm not perfect, I'm not the, you know, I don't know everything. But to say it is not there, <coughs> Deen is perfect. And Rasulullah Hajjatul Wida. What did he do? He asked the behave I conveyed everything completely. They all said, Yes, Ya Rasulullah. He raised his hand. He said, Ya Allah, you are the witness. Three times. So now I come, or somebody comes, thousand years later, fifteen, fifteen hundred years later, we said, Oh no, no, we know something. This piece he didn't tell us. It's a very serious matter. It is a very, very, very serious matter. Because there are people who are saying these things. And there have been people saying, beloved, there's nothing new. 
there are people who say these things from time to time country to country there is one man in in uh, india where i come from who says that zakat is is for only one time in your whole lifetime you pay zakat once you are good eh <laughs> nice fatwa no very convenient so you have a lot of your murid and say no i'll give you a fatwa zakat one time is after that every month give me something inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi rajiun brothers and sisters please understand this every single thing we have in this life we are going to leave it here it won't go with us even the clothes on our body even the clothes when i die this man generally he is the one who takes care of the janaza if i die and he does ghusl for me he will take away everything he will take away everything he will wrap me in one white piece of cloth that's it huh everything i don't wear a ring but if i was wearing a ring they would take off the ring everything my topi will go my soap will go my clothes will go my underwear will go everything will go nothing and after bathing me he will wrap me in a in the coffin in the white piece of cloth and they put me in my grave so don't ruin that don't ruin that place the cover for this dunya not worth it not worth it whatever you accumulate is going to stay here the only thing which will go is wa taqaddimu li anfusikum min khairin tajidu inda allah wa khairan wa adham ajra wa astaghfirullah you heard the ayat surah muzammil just now in maghrib only thing which will remain is what we said before so let us spend in the path of allah let us do things in the path of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let that accumulate ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to help us to stay on the straight paths and not to be deviated not to be misled here and there and to live our lives in a way which pleases him because that is the only thing which counts wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya allah